The Spoils of Time Where art thou, muse, that thou forgetst so long to speak of that which gives thee all thy might? Sensed thou thy fury on some worthless song, darkening thy power to lend base subjects light? Return, forgetful muse, and straight redeem in gentle numbers time so idly spent. Sing to the ear that doth thy slay esteem, and give thy pen both skill and argument. Rise, restive muse, my love's sweet face survey. If time have any wrinkle graven there, if any be a satire to decay, and make time's spoils despised everywhere. Give my love fame faster than time wastes life, so thou prevents't his scythe and crooked knife. What's in the brain that ink may character, which hath not figured to thee my true spirit? What's new to speak, what now to register, that may express my love or thy dear merit? Nothing, sweet boy, but yet, like prayers divine, I must each day say o'er the very same, Counting no old thing old, thou mine, I thine, Even as when first I hallowed thy fair name, So that eternal love in love's fresh case Weighs not the dust and injury of age, Nor gives to necessary wrinkles place, But makes antiquity for aye his page, Finding the first conceit of love there bred, where time and outward form would show it dead. If there be nothing new but that which is hath been before, how are our brains beguiled, which laboring for invention bear amiss, the second burden of a former child? Oh, that record could with a backward look, even of five hundred courses of the sun, show me your image in some antique book. Since mind at first in character was done, that I might see what the old world could say to this composed wonder of your frame. Whether we are mended, or where a better they, or whether a revolution be the same. Oh, sure I am, the wits of former days, to subjects worse having given admiring praise. Like as the waves make towards the pebbled shore, so do our minutes hasten to their end. Each changing place with that which goes before, in sequent toil all forwards do contend. Nativity, once in the main of light, crawls to maturity, wherewith being crowned, crooked eclipses against his glory fight, and time that gave doth now his gift confound. Time doth transfix the flourish set on youth, and delves the parallels in beauty's brow, feeds on the rarities of nature's truth, and nothing stands but for his scythe to mow. And yet, to times and hope, my verse shall stand, praising thy worth despite his cruel hand. When I have seen by time's fell hand defaced the rich proud cost of outworn buried age, when sometimes lofty towers I see down raised, and brass eternal slave to mortal rage, when I have seen the hungry ocean gain advantage on the kingdom of the shore, and the firm soil win of the watery main, 
increasing store with loss and loss with store. When I have seen such interchange of state, or state itself confounded to decay, ruin hath taught me thus to ruminate, that time will come and take my love away. This thought is as a death, which cannot choose but weep to have that which it fears to lose. Since brass, nor stone, nor earth, nor boundless sea, but sad mortality o'ersways their power, how with this rage shall beauty hold a plea, whose action is no longer stronger than a flower? Oh, how shall summer's honey breath hold out against the wreckful siege of battering days, when rocks impregnable are not so stout, nor gates of steel so strong, but time decays? Oh, fearful meditation, where, alack, shall time's best jewel from time's chest lie hid? Or what strong hand can hold his swift foot back? Or who his spoil of beauty can forbid? Oh, none, unless this miracle have might, that in black ink my love may still shine bright. Manfred's Soliloquy Byron. The stars are forth, the moon above the tops of the snow-shining mountains. Beautiful. I linger yet with nature, for the night hath been to me a form more familiar face than that of a man, and in her starry shade of dim and solitary loveliness, I learn the language of another world. I do remember me that in my youth, when I was wandering, Upon such a night, I stood within the Colosseum's wall, midst the chief relics of almighty Rome. The trees which grew along the broken arches waved dark in the blue midnight, and the stars shone through the rents of ruin. From afar, the watchdog bayed across the Tiber, and more near from out the Caesar's palace came the owl's long cry, and interruptedly, of distant sentinels the fitful song began and died upon the gentle wind. Some cypresses beyond the time-worn breach appeared to skirt the horizon, yet they stood within a bowshot. Where the Caesars dwelt and dwell the tuneless birds of night, amidst a grove which springs through leveled battlements and twines its roots with the imperial hearths, Ivy usurps the laurel's place of growth, but the gladiator's bloodly circus stands, a noble wreck in ruinous perfection. While Caesar's chambers in the Augustan halls grovel on earth in indistinct decay, and thou didst shine, thou rolling moon, upon all this, and cast a wide and tender night, which softened down the o'er austerity, of rugged desolation, and filled up, as twere anew, the gaps of centuries, leaving that beautiful which still was so, and making that which was not till the place became religion, and the heart ran o'er with the silent worship of the great of old. The dead but sceptred sovereigns who still rule our spirits from their urns. T'was such a night, tis strange that I recall it at this time, but I have found our thoughts take wildest flight, even, even at the moment when they should array themselves in pensive order.
The Daffodils, Wordsworth. I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high o'er vales and hills, when all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils, beside the lake, beside the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze, continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way. They stretched in never-ending line along the margin of a bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in a sprightly dance. Solitude, Byron. There is a pleasure in the pathless woods. There is rapture on the lonely shore. There is society where none intrudes by the deep sea and music in its roar. I love not man the less, but nature more. From these are interviews in which I steal from all I may be or have been before, to mingle with the universe and feel what I can ne'er express yet cannot all conceal. Wealth is not happiness, Mrs. Norton. I have tasted each varied pleasure and drank of the cup of delight. I have danced to the gayest measure in the halls of dazzling light. I have dwelt in a blaze of splendor and stood in the courts of kings. I have snatched at each toy that could render more rapid the flight of time's wings. But vainly I've sought for joy and peace in the life of light and shade, and I turn with a sigh to my own dear home, that home where my childhood played. When jewels are sparkling round me and dazzling with their rays, I weep for ties that bound me in life's first early days. I sigh for one of the sunny hours ere day was turned to night, for one of my nosegays of fresh wild flowers instead of these jewels bright.